Chapter Three, Part Two of Women of the French Revolution by Winifred Stevens. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part Two of Clubs and Club Women. This movement, like that of the clubs, had its chief centre in the Saint Honore quarter, and the earliest of these popular societies, instituted in 1790, met in the Jacobin monastery of the Rue Saint Honore. Its founder was a schoolmaster, one Claude Dansart at a time when robert rakes and hannah moore were starting christian sunday schools in england it occurred to this parisian schoolmaster that he might profitably employ his sunday and holiday afternoons by gathering together the costermongers of the st honore market and other tradespeople of the neighbourhood in order to make clear to them the mysterious ways of the national assembly so he invited them to come to the crypt of the blackfriars they accepted his invitation in large numbers women especially lone females who found it hard to keep their feet in the world in which they were living and who came to m dansart for advice and consolation as the darkness of the crypt thickened in the winter months the schoolmaster would draw from his pocket a tinder-box and a bit of candle and by its faint glimmer supplement the light of his own cogent reasoning as the assembly grew other candles became necessary to provide for them the hat was sent round and thus arose the habit of paying a small contribution soon the society began to attract the attention of the leading jacobin club members who met above and of other politicians of the day and as the society grew famous the good dansart found himself ousted some say he withdrew on account of a scandal about his daughter at any rate he was replaced by a committee of which the eminent journalist francois robert was a member now side by side with the tradesmen of the district sat such exalted personages as the duc de chartres danton tellien roderer and manuel in this its glorified state the society called itself by the loud-sounding title of societe fraternelle des patriotes de l'un et de l'autre sexe de tout âge et de tout état later to be amplified still further by the addition of defenseurs de la constitution the society had now as well as two men secretaries two women whose duty it was to keep a list of the names and addresses of the women members and to deal with the women applicants for membership all applicants men and women alike must be proposed by one member and seconded or supported by two others if the application were questioned a committee of six citizens and six citizenesses reported to the assembly of the society which admitted or rejected the member in question from every new member the following oath was exacted i swear to be faithful to the nation to the law and to the king later to the republic and to maintain to the best of my ability the liberty of france and the rights of man and of the citizen i promise to remain faithful to the regulations of the society as long as it exists among the rules of the society was one which attempted vainly it is probable to ensure the order of debate seeing it ran that a free interchange of thought and opinion is one of man's most imprescriptible rights no member of the society shall be at liberty to interrupt a speaker nor to refuse him a hearing but merely to refute him at the close of his speech by the time this elaborate organization had been completed i e by april seventeen ninety one the jacobin society had emerged from the shadows of the crypt into the daylight of one of the upper rooms of the monastery where it met at four o'clock on tuesday thursday and sunday afternoons meanwhile similar societies had been springing up in the provinces and all over paris well nigh every section had one women were admitted to membership in most of them but not in all 
in some of the meetings they were separated from men though in one case only by a tricolour ribbon in others the sisters had their own special galleries from one of these at colmar they were urgently entreated to come down and to help their brethren engage in a mouse hunt more courageous than chaucer's prioress the colmar ladies accepted the invitation and gloriously vanquished the four-footed intruders in some societies women were not asked for regular subscriptions but only to pay for the printing of the rules in some again they were not permitted to vote in others when they did vote their votes were not counted certain of these fraternal unions following the pauline tradition prescribed silence on the sisters exhorting them to make bandages and to leave the brethren to do the talking children as we have said were frequently admitted now and again they were received into membership twelve was the age limit in one society but there are many examples of the presence of much younger children in one case a young priest un curé assermenté brought his whole family to the society's meeting my eight months old daughter cornelia he said will be presented to you by her mother and placed on the platform by her nurse thus she will learn betimes to savour the sweetness and the joy of true republicans we read of a little girl of six reciting the declaration of the rights of man with such charm that the whole audience rose and embraced not her but her mother was it the daughter's eloquence or the mother's attractiveness that aroused such enthusiasm another child of six taken to the meeting by her governess rose and spoke with so much vigour that the whole assembly loudly applauded throughout the provinces these societies multiplied rapidly lantenat a friend of madame roland wrote to her that they seemed to personify the majesty of the sovereign people and that their ardent patriotism moved him to tears madame roland herself though at first disdainful and always objecting to women openly taking part in politics came round in the end and joined the jacobin fraternal society robespierre regarded the societies as the finest of forcing grounds for republican opinions their activities were varied in paris they seem to have been mainly occupied with deputations receiving them from and sending them to other societies and clubs and sending them also to the bar of the national assembly thus in seventeen ninety one after the king's flight and humiliating return to paris fifty-five presidents of fraternal societies petitioned the assembly to consult the communes of france as to what should be done with the captured fugitive the societies were always eager to denounce traitors and to bring them before the revolution tribunals they were ever on the watch for conspiracies against the government one day the jacobin fraternals in the crypt were honoured by a visit from mirabeau and barmave who had been deputed by the jacobin club above to descend and thank the society for its vigilance in detecting the theft of a quantity of bullion many of those fetes and ceremonies which were so numerous in the revolution period were organised by the societies when in the hall of the jacobin club the busts of rousseau franklin and voltaire were unveiled eight women members of the society simple as equality beautiful as liberty received from a procession of boys and girls one of the bastille stones deposited it amidst the busts and crowned them with civic wreaths then with the high moral earnestness of that time a prominent citizen addressed these simple beautiful ones mothers and wives he cried you who have done as much for the revolution as we do yet more an honourable task remains for you great revolutions are born in tempests which time alone can calm teach your children to lisp with the words father mother those of fatherland and liberty 
at these words let your child's eye flash let his heart beat fast as he grows up let the nation be indebted to you for a citizen a defender of the nation's rights one who like his fathers shall be the horror of tyrants some of the societies had attached to them philanthropic committees composed mainly of women engaged in helping the poor the sick and the orphan and as soon as war began in making lint bandages and clothes for soldiers cousin filon cousin bien ran the popular song allons ça va ça va v'là des habits de notre fabrique pour l'hiver qui vient soldats de la république vous ne manquerez de rien but these social gatherings were not always serious sometimes they wound up with a dance women would sing patriotic songs they were more or less commandeered to act patriotic plays being told that if they refused they would be regarded as traitors to their country in some societies women presided the sisters garrosse for example at a club near Osh. one was chairman the other secretary while their father was the mover of resolutions after a time feminine influence became too dominant in the societies at air sur lys women came in such numbers that there was no room for the men and when one female insisted on space being found for her foot-warmer as well such an outrageous demand was seized upon as a pretext for expelling her it was a gross injustice because in other societies foot-warmers were expressly permitted as the influence of women grew in the societies men lost interest in them the men of the jacobin society preferred to listen to the debates of the club to taking part in their own assemblies this annoyed the other sex and women of the revolution were not accustomed to suffer in silence when aggrieved their way was to organize a deputation so now on july twelfth seventeen ninety two we find a deputation of jacobin sisters airing their grievances before the jacobin club they complained that men disdained to pursue their instruction among us but by that time women had begun to have clubs of their own the fact that they often met under the same roof led to a good deal of confusion both in the contemporary records and in subsequent histories between these purely feminine clubs and the popular societies of the two sexes many of the fraternal societies as we have already indicated tended to become women's clubs it is clear however that there were certain clubs founded by women and for women alone a considerable number and by no means the least influential were in the provinces notably at lyon macon and dijon at least two were in paris les amis de la vérité and les citoyennes républicaines révolutionnaires of all the women's provincial clubs that of lyon was the most influential it was founded in june seventeen ninety one the members were called upon to take the following oath i swear to be faithful to the nation to the law and to the king i swear on every occasion to urge my husband my brothers and my children to do their duty to their country i swear to teach my children and all others over whom i shall have authority to prefer death to slavery when in seventeen ninety two as the result of profiteering lyon was on the verge of starvation the women's club took matters into their own hands having failed to obtain satisfaction from the town council they placarded a notice all over the city fixing the price of no less than sixty necessities including bread wine oil fresh and dry vegetables cheese fruit candles etc then a well-organized body of women police took possession of shops and markets and for three days the sixteenth seventeenth and eighteenth of september until such time as the municipal council decided to fix prices the women's club practically ruled the city 
at paris the earliest women's club seems to have been les amis de la verite founded in seventeen ninety one by a dutch woman living in paris et a palm delders it was an offshoot of the social circle les amis de la verite which as we have seen met in the palais royal circus and where madame delders was one of the most frequent and popular speakers she is said to have been the first woman of the revolution to address a public meeting as in the cases of other revolution heroines a veil of mystery hangs over much of the life of etta palm delders was her father an innkeeper as her enemies maintained or a manufacturer of wallpaper as others have asserted was her husband an obscure student loderick palm or the baron delders mysterious and inconsistent throughout etta changed her name from time to time about seventeen seventy four though married she was calling herself by her mother's name de sitter a few years later she reverted to palm and added to it von delders she would appear to have been born at hornehen in seventeen forty three and to have married at nineteen her husband seems to have disappeared after a few months leaving etta to console herself for his absence first with the dutch consul jan munich at amsterdam then with the comte de maillebois at paris and during the revolution with bazille a member of the jacobin club when the revolution broke out etta was living in a charming little flat an entresol at three forty eight rue favard in her salon was the portrait of an officer and an ottoman six feet long upholstered in crimson and white damask in her bedroom were four mirrors one at the back of the bed she is said to have been well educated intelligent conversant with public affairs and having powerful friends in diplomatic circles of the part she played in the social circle we shall have more to say later it was in one of her public orations that she first proposed the foundation of les amis de la verite or société des dames patriotiques et bienfaisantes and her idea though she never realized it was to establish these societies throughout france and to place them under the supervision of the social circle the patriotic and philanthropic ladies met every saturday at the office of the newspaper la bouche de fer the questions discussed were rather social than political the granting of outdoor relief women's education and their apprenticeship homes for nurses and for young girls three young girls at least the society thus provided for two were apprenticed to dressmakers and one to a lace-maker systematic efforts were made to increase the number of members each section of paris was asked to send two representatives to the society madame le gros the deliverer of l'etude joined so did la duchesse de bourbon but after a few months for some reason or other was it that the subscription of three francs a month was too high or that the mainly philanthropic objects of the society were not sufficiently interesting the members dwindled and in the autumn of seventeen ninety two the society broke up the other women's club at paris les femmes or les citoyennes républicaines révolutionnaires was founded in may seventeen ninety three during its short existence of but a few months it was extremely active and influential on may the tenth seventeen ninety three a band of women came to the secretary of the paris municipal council and declared it to be their intention to found a club to which women only should be admitted they explained that their object was to discuss how the designs of the enemies of the republic could be thwarted this club was to be called la société républicaine révolutionnaire and it was to meet in the library of the jacobins in the rue st honore the majority of these revolutionary women belonged to the extreme party known as les enragés they out jacobined the jacobins 
and in a few months we shall see their violence and disorderliness furnishing the convention with an excuse for the suppression of all women's clubs the proximity of the revolutionary republican women to the jacobin club and to the jacobin society of the two sexes soon became a nuisance three clubs under one roof was really too much moreover the women were constantly leading deputations to the club and taking up the members time with their interminable harangues consequently after a few weeks the women's club was removed from the library of the rue st honore to a much less aristocratic quarter to the charnel house of the church of st eustache in the market it is an interesting coincidence that the revolution clubs which in their influence on the people to a certain extent superseded the church should so often have met under an ecclesiastical roof we may notice also that when the apostles of liberty appropriated ecclesiastical premises they assigned the church to the aristocrats of the clubs to the jacobins for example the crypt to the tradespeople of the popular fraternal societies and the charnel house to the newest arrivals on the political scene the women the club's first president was pauline leon a chocolate maker she was succeeded by three women in turn who are mere names to us rousson champion and le cointre then came claire lacombe whom we have met already and of whom we shall have more to say even before her presidency she had been the moving spirit of this club the president whoever she was wore the red phrygian cap of liberty lacombe once said that the members numbered more than four thousand that was a gross exaggeration they were probably about one hundred and seventy their main business seems to have been to lead deputations to other clubs and to the convention these deputations demanded among other measures the establishment of a military force in every town the raising of the paris force to forty thousand men the establishment of military workshops on every public square the conversion of all the iron and steel in the country into weapons of war the exclusion of ci-devant nobles from all offices and laws to prevent profiteers from starving the people from the beginning the meetings of the republican revolutionaries were no more orderly than were the meetings of the men's clubs or for that matter those of the convention and it did not conduce to harmony in the charnel house at st eustache when the ex-president leon married leclerc who had had for his mistress the president de facto lacombe the women of the jacobin fraternal society which now met in the jacobin library where the revolutionary republican women had once held their meetings were anxious to make it perfectly clear that they had nothing whatever to do with this women's club indeed the society went so far as to request one of its members la citoyenne baudroit lessie of the chinese bath to insert a notice in the newspapers declaring that the society was quite distinct from the club now meeting in the st eustache journal house this notice suggests that the society in its anxiety to hold aloof from the club may have been responsible for the latter's removal about this time terroigne de mericourt not far away in the faubourg st antoine was having trouble with another fraternal society calling itself defenseur des droits de l'homme et ennemis du despotisme terroigne had started a club for working-class women on la place royale now la place des vosges to induce women to join she showed them the signature of madame santerre wife of a well-known revolutionary leader and the owner of a large brewery in the district who said tirouang had promised to become a member then to celebrate the inauguration of the club which was to meet three times a week tirouang in the names of robespierre collot d'herbois and santerre invited the women to a civic banquet 
civic was the great word in those days with extreme french progressives it is still a favourite expression but the men defenders of the rights of man apparently did not recognise those of women at any rate they considered that terroigne was tempting their wives to neglect their duties and they sent a deputation to the jacobin club to complain of her conduct which they said had thrown the whole faubourg into a tumult they alleged moreover that madame santerre's signature that had been shown round was obviously a forgery being in terroigne's own handwriting robespierre never one of terroigne's friends was eager to deny that he had any connection with the matter collot d'herbois followed his example santerre was much more chivalrous he excused terroigne saying she had never pretended that his wife's name was written by her own hand he argued that if there had been a riot in the st antoine quarter it was not terroigne's fault but originated with the women themselves who had insisted on the girls from a certain convent of pity attending the club against the wishes of the mother superior but he added that at the bottom of all the trouble was the men's fear lest their wives would be attending club meetings when they ought to be looking after their homes santerre proposed a resolution closing the incident but though the resolution was carried the incident was by no means closed tirewine could not forgive robespierre and collot d'herbois at a session of the club ten days later at which terroigne was present d'herbois publicly congratulated himself and robespierre on having forfeited mademoiselle terroigne's friendship thereupon that lady infuriated by the insult jumped over the barrier separating the women's seats from the main body of the hall and pushing back those who tried to restrain her made her way to the platform and demanded the right of speech no one would listen to her however and she was forcibly ejected from the club as the fever of the revolution heightened scenes of this kind were constantly recurring in the st eustache charnel house revolutionary republican women were getting out of hand their meetings were becoming more and more tumultuous rushing forth from their grim clubhouse like veritable furies they are said to have paraded the streets and to have insisted on every woman they met donning the tricolour cockade then the red cap and finally so the story goes masculine trousers such tyranny could not be tolerated outside the club women themselves opened a campaign against it protesting to the jacobin club to the commune and to the assembly against the infringement of their liberty to dress as they pleased a deputation of women from the popular societies on the twenty eighth of october seventeen ninety three petitioned the convention to close the club of the republican and revolutionary women by that time as we shall see the convention was only too glad of the excuse for the feminism of the early revolution had been succeeded by a virulent anti-feminism a commission of the comité de sûreté générale was appointed to inquire into the whole question of women's clubs and societies and as the result of the committee's report which was presented on the thirtieth of october seventeen ninety three they were suppressed thus in this as in so many episodes of the women's movement women had proved themselves their own worst enemies men's clubs and the popular fraternal societies went on for some time longer of the latter women continued to be members but more and more it came to be realized that these political groups were a danger to the central government accordingly one of the last acts of the convention was on the twenty third of july seventeen ninety five to revert to calonne's policy and to suppress them all End of chapter three